Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Boy, is there a lot to cover today, so let's get to it. August sales in the U.S. took most analysts by surprise. As good as they thought the sales numbers would be, they came in even better. Total units came in at 1.28 million vehicles. That's up more than 15% compared to a year ago. But here's where the numbers get a little bit tricky. As measured on a daily selling basis by wards, sales were down 1% compared to the month before. But the SAR came in at 14.46 million, and that's the highest it's been since cash for clunkers. And in a sign of how strongly the market is growing, automakers cut their incentives by 5%. Though Honda increased its incentives by more than 8%, and that really paid off for Honda, which enjoyed the highest year-over-year sales of any automaker. Volkswagen Audi was next, followed by Toyota, Porsche, and Subaru. If you look at individual brands, the hottest ones were Acura, which was up a jaw-dropping 66%, and Volkswagen, which shot up 56%, and that's mainly thanks to the new Passat. The worst performers were Mitsubishi, which plunged by a scary 49%. Suzuki, Mazda, Hyundai, and Nissan were the others who saw sales fall or grow by the smallest amount. And a historical note here. While Saab's sales have been dwindling for years, last month marked the first time in over half a century that not one Saab was sold in the American market. I think this is the end of the end. Sales comparisons to a year ago are skewed by the Japanese automakers and their production stoppages due to that earthquake. So if we look at a month-over-month comparison, the best performers are General Motors, Chrysler, Mazda, and Toyota, and Ford. You know, when GM announced its alliance with PSA, most analysts did not understand how it was going to help GM. And now it seems maybe GM is starting to think the same thing. Reuters reports GM is backing away from plans to share its mid-size car platforms with PSA. The deal was to have Opel, Peugeot, and Citroën cars built at Opel's plant in Rüsselsheim, Germany. However, the plan was vetoed by management at GM China and Buick because they're worried the French models would directly compete with their own vehicles. The two companies are still finalizing the partnership, but a GM spokesman indicated the deal will not include shared manufacturing. Instead, they're going to focus on purchasing, logistics, and product development. Audi is going to start manufacturing vehicles in North America. It will build a new plant in Mexico next year to make the next generation Q5 starting in 2016. And that's going to boost Audi's annual capacity by 150,000 units. Volkswagen just unveiled its seventh generation Golf in Berlin. The biggest news is probably the amount of fat that VW cut from the car's waistline. The new Golf is up to 220 pounds lighter than its predecessor. 
thanks to attention to detail and high-strength steel. Fuel efficiency is up 23%, and that's in spite of the car being longer, wider, and more spacious inside. You can bet a variety of engines will be offered, including a 1.4-liter TSI turbo with cylinder deactivation, and of course, a TDI clean diesel. More information will be available at the Paris Motor Show in the coming weeks. Pricing has not yet been announced, and the car is expected to go on sale in North America by early 2014. In other small car news, Ford just redesigned the Fiesta. The blue oval B-segment offering gets a brand new front end that looks like it came right off the 2013 Fusion. I think it's a huge improvement over today's model. Other highlights include the company's award-winning 1-liter EcoBoost 3-cylinder engine for best-in-class efficiency and lots of technology. Details on the North American version will be announced at the Los Angeles Auto Show in November. Speaking of details on new cars, today's the day the embargo lifts for technical details on the 2013 Accord. That is coming up next. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Honda can't wait to get the 2013 ninth generation Accord into its showrooms. It's 3.6 inches shorter overall with a one inch shorter wheelbase. And yet it's got more than one cubic foot more of cargo room. Honda says it's the quietest cabin it's ever made thanks to active noise control that uses a microphone in the headliner and pumps sound in via the speakers to cancel out harsher noises. And yeah, it is quiet, but maybe not as quiet as other cars in its segment. Honda says it doesn't care about having the best styling in its class, which is kind of a strange thing to say. Instead, it says it wants the best overall car as measured in different categories. In our view, there are no problems with the styling, but it's so similar looking to the old model that the general public may not be aware that there's a new Accord in the showroom. There's a new 2.4-liter .4 four-cylinder engine that develops 185 horsepower and 181 pound-feet of torque. It delivers a combined 30 miles per gallon, but that's with the six-speed manual. For the first time ever, Honda is offering a CVT with that four. And then there's the 3.5-liter V6 that develops 278 horsepower and 252 foot-pounds, and it delivers also a combined 25 MPGs. Later, sometime after the launch, Honda will introduce a plug-in hybrid version. This will get intense scrutiny from other car companies because it's a completely different type of hybrid that can run in pure EV mode for 10 to 15 miles or can run in hybrid mode where it becomes a series hybrid, just like the Chevy Volt, and then it can run in engine mode where the engine is mechanically connected to the wheels, yet still gets electric assist from one of two electric motors. Honda uses a small battery pack, but the car has a higher capacity charger that will add eight miles of range in 30 minutes of charging with a 240 volt charger. No fuel economy numbers are available just yet though. Under the skin, they dropped the double wishbone suspension and went with McPherson struts instead Honda says this reduces vibration and cuts weight by 15.2 kilograms. I'll point out that it's also a cheaper way to go. 
By using high strength and hot stamped steel, they cut the weight of the body by 26 kilograms. Interestingly, the front subframe is made of aluminum and is bonded to the steel with what they call friction stir welding. We're going to have to learn more about that. A base Accord with a six-speed automatic starts at $22,480, while a fully loaded Touring version comes in at $33,430. Honda says the coupe market is small and difficult, but they went ahead and did a new one anyway. And those are some of the technical highlights. The embargo for driving impressions comes off next week, and that's when we'll let you know what we think it's like to drive one. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.